Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern-day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. Um, I'm your host, Conspiracy Kyle. Um, quick shameless promotion for my book, Intergalactic Totalitarianism. Go check it out. Um, available paperback, audiobook, Kindle. Go check it out if you're interested or don't. So either way, it's, it's, it's all good with me. Thank you for tuning in. Definitely appreciate it. Um, today on the program, I have Mr. Ron Weed with me. How you doing, Ron? Uh, doing good, man. Chilling. Awesome. Nice awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. You know, it's uh in Ohio it got up to fifty degrees today. So we're uh uh shorts weather over here. Oh nice. <laughs> where are you where are you located at? Oh, I'm down in Georgia, Savannah. Okay. Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, do you know about it at all? Not not much. All that I, all I know right now is that you guys have probably a lot nicer weather than us and fifty degrees is like you know, frozen to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're uh, considered uh, one of the most haunted uh, cities in America. Nice. It's like, nice. One, yeah, one of those kind of places, you know, every just about every house has a ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so for, for those that, that don't know you, um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and um, the podcast you've been doing. Oh, um, so uh, my name's uh, Ron Weed, and uh, I have a podcast called The Imaginary Thought, and um, it started out as me just kind of ranting about things, but a few, you know, a few episodes in, I uh, asked uh, childhood friends of mine to join up and, you know, do it as a team, and since then, it's been a lot of fun, and we just kind of pick topics, and we just kind of, that 70s show style, just you know, talk, talk about it and make comments, you know, and just try to decipher it. And, um, yeah, it's, we're just about, you know, theorizing, Go, you know, a lot of people are too focused on facts and facts and logic. But, you know, sometimes you just got to let the imagination go. Right. Yeah, there's something to that, kind of that, you know, just conversation would be for, between friends, right? You know, you're all, you're all sitting around, sitting around the bar, sitting around somewhere there. There, there's something there's something to that more than a you know real real structured you know there's some some shows have like a real serious structure to them and you know for 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 me I just kind of like to you know free flow with it so it's that's that's awesome I'm I'm glad you uh because yeah I'll, I'll tell you what it is hard it is hard doing a solo show you know it's uh it's no joke so yeah having people to to bounce ideas off of and thoughts and in here with their ideas about everything is is definitely definitely really cool. Um, so, um, so the reason I wanted to have you on, you know, for, for a few reasons, um, f for one, um, you've, you've done a lot of great work. You put a lot of great stuff together about, about numbers and numerology and how numbers tie together and how, um, there's different synergies with, with numbers, you know, throughout our world for all kinds of various topics and reasons. Um, but then you've also had a lot of interesting experiences in your life as well. So if you can kind of just start telling everybody a little bit about, about some of the stuff you've experienced and been through, and then that will kind of probably segue into, into some of the number conversation. 
Yeah, um, it actually uh, starts with my first ever conscious awareness. Like, do you remember your first ever thought as a kid? No, no. Like that first moment you're like, wow, I'm a sentient being. <laughs> Absolutely not. No way. I wish. Yeah. Because um, uh, some people, they say they remember uh, memories of being in the crib. And then some people say they they don't remember stuff until they're like four or five years old. You know, but for, in a way, I feel like that's kind of like the spirit getting like fully integrated into the physical reality. You know, that's when like the childlike innocence kind of starts uh, interact the, you know, the the light side of the force starts interacting with the dark side of the force, you know, and then there's this conflict that starts, uh, you know, interacting there. But um, my uh, first conscious awareness is uh, I'm in like a hole. Uh, sounds weird. And, you know, it's like a hole, like where I'm looking up and there's uh, dirt, you know, I can see the roots coming through the ground, you know, the dirt and everything like that, but it's kind of like suspended in the air, in a, you know, in a way. And, it's kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland, fantastic, you know, color or whatever. And I'm looking up and I'm holding this uh, lady's hand. And she says something like, I'll see you soon. This won't be a while. And, you know, behind her looks like, you know, beautiful sky, you know, regular, just how it is here, you know. And, um, and when she says that, uh, either I let go or she lets go and I start to fall. But to, to show what's around me, um, everything. Thing around me is like uh, there's a you know I'm like in a tunnel. There's nothing around me in my like vicinity, but I'm kind of like in an empty vacuum. And then beyond that is a, a bunch of different orbs, uh, light orbs, orbs of different kinds of lights and stuff like that. And, that. and you know, just almost as if like these orbs of light are like watching me. It's weird, but I'm like uh, falling. And as I'm falling, I'm trying to retain my memory of who that lady was and, you know, what's going on. And I'm looking, I have hands and it's kind of like those uh, water slides where it's like vertical, mm -hmm. you know, like just that immediate drop. And um, so uh, it's like that. And as I'm doing that, my memories are being stripped from me. Like, and, uh, and what I mean by that is like, if you have a very, very deep thought and you you go to explain it to somebody and all of a sudden you don't even know where to start and then you just don't, you don't even know where you're going you know <laughs> like <laughs> right um and um so it's like that and i'm like <gasps> but and um as that's happening i'm starting to hit basically like light speed where all these lights and our orbs and everything around me are now starting to go past me at such a speed that it's like uh starting to phase like turn into lines you know and, and then um i'm going i'm going i'm going and then all of a sudden i'm like going super super fast and things are blurring out and then i see like it's like a darkness but then uh there's like imagine like uh you're in the dark right and you're moving and there's something like a light in the distance and it starts opening up and you're moving towards it but what it is, is, is I was, my, I guess my consciousness was merging with my physical body. Mm -hmm. So I was like, my spirit being was like merging with my physical eyes. So basically I had my eyes open before I opened my eyes for the first time. Like wow. Consciously like aware of that. 
Yeah, yeah that's really interesting what, I, you, uh, what you said. Um, what you said at the beginning there about how you felt like you were in like dirt, like in the ground. You saw roots and stuff. You know, obviously, you know the the biblical parallel, right? You know, Adam was created from the dust of the earth, right? So it's like, is this a whole process of of you? Do you think this is you being born? Like you mentioned, like going going towards the light, seeing a woman calling to you, going to be soon. Do you, do you think that's what that was, or do you think it was something else? Well, it's hard to say because um, the next thing that happens is when I wake up, I'm I'm laying on my back on a couch, right? And I'm looking up at the ceiling. And then I, I sit up and I look to my right and my older brother and my cousin standing there. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, you're my you're my brother and you're my cousin. And they're like, duh, of course you are. Who else would be? You know, and I guess we were taking turns jumping over this couch. And um, so I don't know if I knocked myself out, my soul came out of my body. You know, I maybe like something happened and my soul had to go back down into my body or something. I don't know. Like, um, but that was my conscious awareness. Like I remember seeing stuff before I ever opened my eyes as a physical human being. Wow. So that was, wow. That's, that was the, it, is that, is that common? Do you think how, how common do you think that is? Because, um, this is one of the first kind of stories I've actually heard of, of that kind of conscious awareness at that very early age, you know, um, do you think this is something very common or is it, um, like as you've talked to other people and told this story, have other people had similar experiences or is it, is it kind of unique to what, what you experienced? Well, um, actually I just asked somebody last night, uh, moral Bob and, um, he said, uh, that his first conscious awareness was some, a moment where he almost hurt his, himself, like he almost cut his hand up or something like that. And uh, so maybe like danger brought him into like awareness. It might be like everybody has this, like um, for instance, how like young kids say they have imaginary friends and stuff like that. Maybe there's a stage where we're like almost like, uh, you know, supernatural in a sense. And then once the, world around us starts affecting us, we start merging more and becoming, we become more and more humanized, I guess. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so maybe that's like the whole thing with like a uh, Yoda and the power just because of those, uh, moments, you're just, you don't have a uh, predetermined perceptions. You're just kind of going with the flow of things. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is interesting. I think, you know, one of the original concepts, uh, in star Wars, for when Luke was taking on that first Death Star was that as he shot those proton torpedoes into the Death Star to destroy it, he had basically like almost gone into like a trance. You know, he um he kind of ceased to be in that moment and basically woke up as he was flying off into hyper and was like, hey, we won, we won the war. And he's just like, what, what happened? So yeah, and even like with, with Star Wars too, you know what you mentioned about that vision you saw about, about the orbs and the light and all that kind of stuff, you know, there's a lot of, you know, conspiracies, I guess, even in Star Wars about how Anakin was born. You know, he, he was born without a father, without, a you know, a real physical father. And basically his father was like the force. So like his his birth was just a very cosmic event. Right. Where it just like the it's, you know, it's even hard to explain or comprehend. But just like the universe provided this this thing to happen and things were just going on and off all around the universe to to make this event happen orbs of light all that kind of stuff you know just 
the the force itself. So it's uh it's kind of some some wild parallels there too. I think. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy, man. I didn't I didn't know is that uh, went went like that. You know, <laughs> on, on those aspects. Like I didn't I never heard about the whole thing about uh, Luke kind of like going into a trance. You know, but I, I've heard that with people because it's like uh it's all about the training and stuff like that. Like your, your body is just programmed now, you know, it's automated. Like a lot of those guys, you know, high level athletes and stuff, they, they do those motions as if it's as easy as breathing, you know, it's almost right. like thoughtless in the process. Right. Which right. Crazy. Um, so let me see here. So, um, trying to find something here on your Instagram. Um, you mentioned that you had some kind of, you know, after that moment, some type of supernatural slash paranormal events happening in your life. If you could kind of w walk us through some of that stuff uh, in some more detail. Uh, just to get the, you know, quick spin through that, like, um, when I was about 12 years old, my room was this uh, bright green light, kind of like the Aurora Borealis. And um, it was that type of green. And when I first initially woke up to it, I'm like, whatever, it's, there's some explanations like construction. I'm just going to go back to sleep. But as I had my eyes closed, the light started pulsing, getting brighter to, like, wake me up. So now I'm, I'm upset. I get out of bed. I call out my brothers, but they're kind of like in a stasis mode, like froze, you know, like frozen in animation in, in a way. Um, and so I'm like, I, at first I'm still thinking logic. I'm like, that's, this is strange, but whatever. There's an explanation. I'm still like convincing myself this isn't weird. <laughs> and so I go to the blinds to touch, uh, to touch the blinds and I immediately get a uh, telepathic uh, jump scare in my mind of a great alien. And I can tell it was on the other side of the window because in the jump scare, the vision of it, I could see that the, the porch railings and stuff behind it. So um, I lock up, you know, like a goat, fall, fall on my butt. You know, now I get up, I'm petrified. I'm basically just standing there like shaking, you know, I'm so, I'm so scared because now like my whole reality has been shattered, you know, like my perception, like, you know, I'm like, okay, this is something that's not normal. This isn't like a... The way things are supposed to be. Um, and hey, you know I what? I, I, I found on your I found on your Instagram some of the images you posted of this here. Let me let me share these up while you're talking about it here. But um, so I'm uh, thinking I'm talking to myself, and uh, I start. Yeah, yeah, that kind of color green. Yeah. So this is what you saw. That's, yeah, that's basically illuminating like, your room. And then mm -hmm. um, this is kind of it the, wasn't this... like different shading. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Let me... It wasn't uh, different shadings. It was just one solid color. But it it was like one solid color. But it was like that, like a fluorescent like type green. Like, right. Right. It was weird. And then and uh, with the uh, gray. That's just uh, me. Uh, I just searched Google, like, great aliens. And, and then just from, like, memory, just kind of, like, trying to dig in, like, I was like, that's pretty much what it looked like, like, to me. 
that's like pretty close resemblance. You can kind of like see how the skin, the skin, the skin is kind of thin where you can kind of see like the veins and stuff like that through it, you know, like a no blood or something like that, you know? Right. Um, or, you know, yeah. Thin like skin. Um, but so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, oh, the, the voice, right. And, uh, so, um, the voice starts telling me, Hey, calm down. You're, you're a chosen one, you know, you're, you're lucky. Uh, we're, we're going to take care of the, you're, you're basically set, you know? And, uh, so even though the, you know, I was freaked out, I was scared. And then I was like, fuck, this shit's not normal. I know I'm not dreaming now, you know? And I was like, fuck, I might as well go with it, go with the flow. So, uh, I started, I'm like, all right, let's go. But I start walking the other way. There's two doors in the room. I start walking uh, towards the other door, and uh, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Before you leave. Oh, and I was gonna say too. They were um, they were calling me something with an M, and it sounded like Hebrewish, like Middle Eastern sounding. You know, had a lot of like throat sounds, and uh, they were saying like, like I guess I would have known like my name. It was like a different name they were calling me by, and. Um, but uh, before they're like, oh, before we leave, you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. And when they said that, the room stretched out. I looked over, you know, my one brother's to the right, my other brother's to the left. They're like, make a choice. And I kind of got where that's going, you know, like the whole like sacrifice what you love for power type thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, go, you know, going full dark, you know, type situation. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously I'm not like that, but for a moment, you know, I, you know, kind of, my brother's diabetic and I had, you know, had like a little moment, um, they dove onto that, but then I snapped out and I was like, Hey, uh, no, I don't want to go through with this. And they're like, why, why aren't you going to want to go through with this? And I said, uh, because it's not what God would want. And they said, and they started laughing at me, you know, like, ha ha ha, where's God? What, what's God? What, what is God? Why isn't God here talking to you, making an offer? Maybe God's, there is no God. And they're like, or maybe it's because uh, we're God. And when they said that, I had like a, this deep feeling like I'm standing on like an edge of a cliff or something like that. Like it was a very like big moment, you know? And um, I said, I just was like, there's gotta be a benevolent force. This can't be how the reality works. And to play devil's advocate though, I can see people, if this is how, uh, you know, they talk about selling your soul and getting power and blah, blah, blah. Um, if this is how it goes down, I could see a lot of people in my position being like, damn, I guess there is no God and I might as well listen to whatever these entities are telling me to do. I should, you know, that, that's just life. That's the way it goes. But I had a moment of like a leap of faith and I yelled, uh, you're not God. God is good and he's more powerful than you. And at that point, they started being like, ah, oh, you fucking brat. <laughs> like, all the charming talk and stuff like that uh, went away. And they were like, you piece of shit. They started bringing up dark thoughts in my head. And, you know, you're pathetic. You'll, you'll never be anything. And really, like, going at me like that. And now I'm kind of, like, going crazy. <laughs> if not, I wasn't going crazy already. And I'm, like, pulling my hair. You know, I'm, like, really snapping. And, and um as I was like by the closet, uh, I get a vision 
of a galaxy, like a spinning donut galaxy thing, you know, like a circular galaxy looking thing. And it was a, a red orange color, red orange ish color. And it started to slow down and it started to spin the other direction. And when it spun the other direction, it turned into like a bluish uh, purple color. And uh, yeah, like blue to like purple color. And um, when it did that, it felt like it was smiling at me. Like, even though there was no face, there was no any reason for me to think of a smile. I, when it hit me, I was like, wow, that thing smiled at me. <laughs> and um, when that happened, I was like, okay, well, something's maybe got my back now, but I'm still freaking out. And I try to convince myself that this is just a dream now. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just need to go back to sleep and this will all be go, go away, like some Alice in Wonderland shit. So uh, I get up and back into my bunk bed and, you know, get on the blanket, curl up and try to go back to sleep. And I'm like, okay, I'll never open my eyes again. And um, I was like, I'll just keep them closed until I go back to sleep. And when, all of a sudden I get a sixth sense type feeling, like a creepy vibe, like something's there in the room, you know? another set of eyes essentially like um and i'm, I'm not gonna open my eyes but i'm like more almost extensively i just kind of like peek back like that just to be like wow okay might as well you know look real quick and when i did that i saw a reptilian humanoid like that was up on the screen yeah yeah let me put that uh, let me put that back up here through the door almost, yeah. yeah that guy there and it yeah it phased through the door like almost like it was like a on a, a, a cardboard cutout that was on uh, wheels, you know, just kind of float like a weird float like that. And then it uh, went and then it turned quarter turn and it stared at me from the foot of my bed. And um, and you know, on the internet, that's the closest thing I could find that resembled. Now, honestly, that's that's pretty darn close, like to what what I saw, and. Um, it was saying, come on, kid, take the deal and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and I'm, I'm pretty much like, eat me, do whatever. I'm, I pretty much settled, you know, the decision in my heart. Like, this is my path, the path I've chosen, you know? And, um, uh, so I was just like, but, um, it's, it was smiling at me. It had like a smirk, like that face was like smirking and I could see its teeth and it had a little shark teeth. Like they're like the sides of the teeth were like serrated, but they weren't like separated much. They were like close, close, compacted like our teeth, but they were pointy. And uh, so, um, uh, yeah. And then I closed my eyes, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna close my eyes again. And this time, I'm not gonna open them up for anything. And when I did that, I started to get visions of uh, human beings standing standing there looking at monitors and st stuff like that almost like uh, uh the wizard of oz at the end where right pull the curtain back and it's just some dude looking at you know, controlling so, so yeah so so almost like they were controlling uh, the whole that, situation yeah like it was a program of sorts because uh the reptilian um i couldn't see it with my physical eyes like when it was standing there, I could tell that there was nothing in my room. That there was that was empty space physically, but my like third eye was all, was like projecting it there, in a way. Like it was like a like uh, somebody uh, more explain like an overlay, you know, like of an image, you know. 
overlapping uh um it's like a hologram it appeared like a hologram that i could see in perfect detail but at the same time i couldn't see it you know so that's that's just how i have to explain it because you know that's how what it was like a hologram like project bluebeam type stuff and so um i just i like the i wake up and it's like a scene change now all of a sudden the light's shining through the sun's shining through the window it's, and i'm like the, my first thought was i'm alive and so I jump up and I run into the kitchen. My family's in there and I tell them, you know, reptilian humanoid try to make a deal with the devil with me. And uh, they're like, ah, it was just a dream. <laughs> and um, to say too, with this um, humanoid, it, it, it's more amphibious looking, right? It's not like a desert, lizard looking thing. It's more of like a creature you could see like maybe being able to swim in the water you know yeah i, I was gonna like, say uh, you know this this gives me like um, explain, you know? this gives me like the vibes of like you know that creature from the black lagoon movie just with a different color yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh you know who gary wayne is mm -hmm. yeah uh genesis 6 conspiracy he does um uh, he says that the reptilians are like salamander beings or something like that when he said that i was like that's well that Honestly, that explains, like, I would say that what I saw was more of a salamander humanoid than a reptilian humanoid. Right. But I guess they're kind of, yeah, it looked more amphibious than, like, cold-blooded lizard. Um, which, I guess, amphibians, so, I don't know, have the science and biology of that. I guess I need to look into it. So let me ask you this, you know, all these all these years later, you know, what what is your, what is your, your thought? You know, you mentioned that you thought it could be a projection. Do you think it was... Um, some sort of demonic energy? Do you feel like it truly was alien and reptilian? Like, as you've had all the years to look back on it, kind of, um, how, how do you kind of re reconcile this with, you know, maybe things that you believe now that you didn't then? Well, it's my, my dad. Um, he was actually a naval intelligence. And, um, you know, they always say that with how the Navy and secret space program and blah, blah, blah. But um, a few days afterwards, um, you know, me and him went and got pizza. And in the parking lot, he made me tell, tell him uh, my story. And then he, he uh, laid, you know, later he told me um, that a few years before my story, when I bring it up again, um, that uh, he, and it was at a different house. He woke up one night and uh, um, he heard a noise in the room. So he, he got up, went to the door to, you know, check it out. And he said when he was uh, near the door in the corner of a room was a great uh, alien and it was uh, just standing there in the corner of the room and when he noticed it he said he you know kind of like the same thing with me where you just kind of like wake up you know and like the scene ends and you're like oh okay and uh, he, he's thinking okay that's a weird dream and he goes into the kitchen and my brother uh, youngest younger brother was you know barely able to talk at the time but he's, when he sees my dad, he goes, hey, dad, I was with you last night. And my dad's like, where? And he said my little brother pointed up at the ceiling and said, there. And he like, like, <laughs> he like freaked out. He's like, wow, I thought this was a dream. And then the next morning, my son says we were taken up in the sky. Like, what the hell? But he said he uh, forgot about it, right? Um, because... Uh, 
he just didn't want um, my mom to think he was crazy and leave him. So he just put it in the back of, com you know, compartmentalized it and just put it in the back and forgot about it. And, um, you know, on his deathbed, he, he, you know, he brung that up to me again. And then also, um, uh, you know, week or two, two, probably two weeks before he passed, I was walking by him and he grabs my arm and he says, uh, Ron, I was taken to the moon. And Helen's like, what? And he's like, yeah, they came and took me to the moon. They took him from his deathbed, right? I guess they took him somehow, stopped time or whatever, did something, took him. Uh, he said he had to watch a bunch of videos and learn things about customs, you know? And then after he, you know, learned some stuff, they took him to the uh, moon. And they basically, he said, on the back of the moon, it's just like a base. There's lights and stuff everywhere. And, um, he, you know, he said he went inside and they just basically took him around and showed him stuff. Other human beings. And they just took him around and show, showed him things. And I tried to ask him what he saw. And he couldn't really explain it. He's like, I can't really explain it. Like, it's hard. Um, but he's like, it's cool. And But the one point he wanted to get across to me was that, uh, when he was walking down one of the corridors, um, he said, uh, he, him and this guy made eye contact, like they locked eyes. And the, the dude was just looking down on his tablet and I looked up at my dad and, you know, and was like, kind of like curious about my dad. Um, but he said, as this ha as it was happening, he said two tall white grays, like seven foot tall whites, you know, like eight foot, like walked by this dude. And my dad said, the guy never took his eyes away from my dad. And just, he never acknowledged the aliens that just walked by him and just went back down to his tablet and kept working on whatever he was doing. He was doing. And so uh, the message my dad was getting across, uh, he was getting across there um, was uh, uh, to not be afraid. He said, if you see aliens and blah, 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 you'll get used to it. Kind of like in the Star Wars universe where humans and aliens interacting, that first initial interaction has to be really weird. But then you're like, oh, you're sentient, I'm sentient, we can do business, we can interact, you know, and work together. So I guess that was the message he was getting across to me that if aliens do start showing up and interacting with us, uh, you know, don't be afraid. Don't like, look. Um, but um, yeah, so then he uh, passes away, right? And uh, something uh, against protocol happens at his funeral. Because... Um, at a veteran's funeral, you know, combat veteran or whatever, uh, uh, they uh, do a little flag ceremony thing. And um, it's supposed to be one flag uh, per deceased veteran, right? Like it's a protocol, like, like I looked it up. But uh, before the funeral happened, the funeral lady comes up to us and she says, hey, they're going to present another flag. And they said, who's the flag going to go to? And I was like, uh, oh, me and some other members, we said, oh, uh, my youngest sister because she was in the Coast Guard and we're like oh give it to her and they're like all right and uh, so the funeral happens they do the first flag thing and um, the guy prevents you know presents the flag to my mom on behalf of the president of the United States and the Navy blah 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 here's the flag yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said it nicer than that but and then he got up and turned around and went and got the other flag that was up on the tripod and he picked up that flag and everyone's like okay and he walks over to my sister who's to the left of me and he you know says the words again 
and kneels down, gives her the flag, stands up and salutes. So when he's doing that, I just, out of curiosity, just kind of look at his ribbons, you know, on his shirt. And I see an eagle and a trident. And uh, that means that the guy presenting the flag was a Navy SEAL. Hmm. And uh, my dad was not a Navy SEAL. My, he personally told me that he rung the bell and stuff like that. And, you know, he was not a Navy. My dad was not a Navy SEAL, but then at his funeral, a Navy SEAL presented two flags, which is against protocol because it's supposed to be one flag per deceased veteran. Could, could it have been he was could could he have been sworn to secrecy about something that he wasn't allowed to to tell anybody about, like some secret military intelligence or something? Yeah, well, going with my story and uh, and what happened to me and what he said, and then at the end of his life being taken to the moon and given some sort of tour of it, it kind of like it makes that fact that. And, you know, um, my one co-host, Zach, uh, he was there and he can collaborate. Uh, yeah, it was two flags. And, and uh, I tried to look up why that was. And there's no absolutely no reason they should have done that. So, hmm. um, um, so everyone that was there and there was he, he was a swim coach and stuff like that, a popular swim coach. So there was over like 100 people there. If um, these people tell that story, they'll be considered a liar. Because if you Google it, they're like, like, no, dude, that's the facts are that it's only one flag per deceased veteran. So the two flag thing is just not real. You know, <laughs> it's just, it, it lives as a myth, you know, but, um, um, so maybe I was thinking maybe he was maybe involved in some sort of like space force type stuff, but on, you know, secretive space force stuff before it was knowledge you know some old school uh secret space programs type stuff because maybe him getting given a tour of the moon might have been maybe in some other way he might have been involved in some battle for the moon kind of like the battle of the death star or something like that you know hey you know they they call so, the death star a moon so around. it's all uh it's all the same basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is um man that's yeah, so, that, that, that's uh, why he always told me uh yeah and he always told me a movie to check out would be uh the men who stare at goats i don't know if you ever seen that where I, mean, I, know, I i've the, heard of it you know when, when it uh, when it first came out when it first came out i had no idea what the title was in reference to but now as i'm learning more about secret military programs and stuff there's definitely a lot more to it than than meets the eye so that's what i'm definitely going to check out Yeah, Reagan wanted to create a bunch of Jedi. <laughs> like real life Jedi, I guess. You know, psychic super soldiers. <laughs> right, right, right. But um so um this number stuff, how how I learned about this number stuff was um that's okay, I'm gonna take a sip of water real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna bring up while you're doing that, I'm gonna bring up the uh the stuff you sent me earlier. So I'll, for the rest of this, I'll probably have my, my screen up here with a lot of, um, these numbers that you were sharing with me. Oh, let's see here. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> yeah. So, so how, so how did this kind of, you know, weave into, you know, your interest and understanding of, of the numbers and how these things all kind of tie in together? 
Um, so uh, in high school, uh, I was about 16 years old, just sitting there and a classmate comes up, first time I ever met him. And he says, hey man, he starts talking to me. And um, he could say like, he could tell I had the light, you know, hey, you got the light or blah, blah, blah. And um, so he starts showing me this number thing. And um, when he shows me the number thing, he asked my opinion of it. And I said, well, um, it shows that there's a balance to the universe and that uh, a supreme being exists out there. There's a supreme force, you know, there's a God. And he goes, uh, wow, that's a good answer. And he's like, um, you should think about being a Freemason. And I'm like, what's a Freemason? He's like, oh, they're a brotherhood. And, um, uh, and then uh, a female classmate sits down and I try to show her the number stuff. And she's like, I don't care about numbers. That's dorky stuff, you know? <laughs> and then he comes in, leans in, he's like, hey man, uh, don't tell people that kind of stuff. That's like information for like the chosen few. You know, this is like secret knowledge and stuff like that. And uh, he didn't like my response because I said, well, if it has to do with God, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm gonna share with everyone I know. And um, so uh, the next day, right, I get transferred to another classroom. <laughs> like, I was transferred to another classroom, just showed up. They're like, oh, you're, you're in this classroom now. Told me to leave and went to the other classroom. And that's just how it went down. And um, so basically the number thing, right, he was explaining that the uh, kingdom of God is within and numbers is what we use to explain the physical universe, right? So um, if we break down the layers, uh, what what does it tell us on, on and what story does it tell us, right? So basically he drew out the zero through nine, uh, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then he said, um, okay, so this is the universe from zero, you know, and it bloomed out to nine. Um, this, all the single digits, you know, the 10 single, single digits. So he says, um, so now we're going to uh, go from outside to inside. So he goes uh, nine plus zero equals nine, eight plus one equals nine, uh, seven plus two equals nine, uh, six plus three equals nine, uh, five plus four equals nine. So that's five nines. And then nine times five is uh, 45. You know, that goes in with the whole uh, 45th president and all that and how that was a significant battle of the male and the female, you know, energy. And that goes into this stuff. But um, so he says, OK, that's the most high and we can't go above the most high. Right. So he says now we have to go down. We have to break down. So he goes um, instead of addition, we're going to subtract outside to inside. So nine minus zero, uh, nine. Uh, eight minus one, seven, um, six minus three is, or, you know, you know what I mean? You go down, you subtract, it becomes nine, seven, five, three, one. And that's the odd numbers and odd numbers represent masculine energy. And that re would rep also represent, uh, Adam. So now we have to create Eve and, um, God is, I mean, and Eve is created from Adam, right? So if you subtract. Uh, the five nines to the nine seven five three one to uh, it creates zero two four six eight, 
which is the feminine numbers. And that's the even numbers, right? So at, you know, Eve, even. Um, so, so from there, we subtract all three and that becomes the five zeros. And God says, I am the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning mm -hmm. and the end. So wow. what you see yeah. here is the alpha energy at the top. And then you see the masculine energy, the positive, and then you see the feminine energy, the negative, and then you have the five zeros, which is the omega. And yeah. that's, that's what he showed me. Right. And then he asked me that's, and then that's when he asked me, what do you think? And I said, well, that pretty much shows there's a, some sort of supreme force out there. There's a law and order to the universe and that the whole, everything is just random chance thing is bullshit. <laughs> there's a synchronicity to, to how things work, you know? So, and, and what what was his what was um, his take? So on, this number what thing, was his right? take on what it meant? Oh, I didn't ask him. I guess it was. Um, he just said he was like, "Oh, that's good. That's what I like to hear." You know, I guess you know, good answer. So maybe he was agreeing with me. I guess. Um. So um, this thing, I just forgot about it basically it, you know i always knew it you know it's, it's one of those things like i would never forget it but it, it just kind of sat and got caught you know you know got collected dust essentially in my mind <laughs> and uh every once in a while when someone would bring up numerology or something like that right I'd, it'd be in my mind i'd take it out i'd dust it off and be like hey i know this little number thing i'd share with people and then um when q got big and gematria started being like a thing, right? Everyone's gematria this and gematria that. It it made me click, and I was like, you know what? I wonder what that number. And I'm, you know, now I know about Freemasons and stuff, and I'm like, I wonder what that number thing like. What was the big? What was the deal about it? Like, is there more to it? You know? And that's when I really started digging into it and started discovering. Oh wow, yeah, there actually is a lot more to it. It's it's more than that initial tale you know right um so so i have i have and, uh, all these i have so, all these images here that you sent me um are there some specific ones you 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 want to go over i guess um this um uh, i guess i could start with that uh P pqrst wave the little heartbeat symbol uh on this one right here. Um, okay, so um, I kind of like, yeah. And I named that block the uh, heart of the universe, essentially, you know, because we took the universe from zero to nine and we broke it down to the, to the middle and, and looked at what it said. And we found the beating heart of the universe, essentially, right? The energies and how that works. Um, so I started looking up heart stuff, I guess. I guess maybe that's how I, I got into it, but... Uh, um, I looked here and I said PQRST, right? And I looked up why why is a heartbeat uh, called PQRST wave? And they said it's there's no reason. It's just what it just is what it is, right? Um, that number block, the five nines, the nine seven five three one, the zero two four six eight, and the uh, five zeros, that adds up to ninety, right? Alpha and omega nine, nine plus zero, you know ninety. This P QRST in gematria form, P is, uh, P would be 16. 
16. Q17, and, yeah, R, R is R18, 18. S19. Yeah. And T20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, so really, so you take R, R times five as the midpoint. Mm-hmm. So you got 90. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would equal 90. So, not, and here goes another thing a heart rests at minus, minus 90 millivolts before each contraction. Cause it's like a mag, like the heart is like a electrical, like pulse, right? It's like this, uh, Thing. So what, what's happening is your heart is resting at negative 90 millivolts and then and then it boosts up, I think, to 20 millivolts around there or something like that. So um, there there goes another connection with 90. Right. So we, we not, not only we connect it to the concept of what it is, like an esoteric, you know, expression of it. Now we've connected it to the real life heart, you know. And examples of that, you know, PQRC. But um, um, so that number block, I guess, if you want to go back to where I put the mirrored and reversed image. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, next to it, the second uh, top left, the second. This one right here? Yeah, that one right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, what I did here is I reversed and mirrored the number block, right? And now um, you see how it connects? The number block, I wish I had it somewhere nearby, but I don't. Uh, oh, here it goes. So you can view the number block. Can you see this? As a magnet, right? You have mm-hmm. the, the top could be the five nines right here. And this is the five zeros. And then you have the nine zero and the magnetic energy, uh, the magnetic energy within is the seven, five, three, one, and the two, four, six, eight, right. And if you notice that adds up to 36. And that goes into the whole uh, three, six, nine thing, right. Um, you know, three, you know, test the three, six, nine, that'll come up into some other stuff. But, um, so reversed and doubled, right. It's like two magnets connected together. Right. And then the, you, within you have this energy, right. So, um, uh, the ener- the numbers within, if you add those up, the ones in red, that becomes 72. And we hear about that, um, how, uh, you know, 72 is a big number in the occult around the apotheosis of Washington or 72 stars. Uh, every 72 years, the earth moves one degree, you know, all this other kind of stuff, you know, for the audience, you can go look that up, you know, and, and look at the significance of number 72. So there, there we go right there. And here goes a weird biblical thing is that's, that's now 40 digits, right? If you add, add up, not the numbers to what they would sum to, but the numbers themselves, that's 40 individual blocks there. 40 is the only number in the English language that goes in alphabetical order. No other number in the English language is balanced and perfect like that. Wow. I never thought about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 40 is a big number in the Bible and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Right. So here goes the synchronicity. The number 40 was significant in the Bible 
as another word <laughs> before our language uh, decided to make, you know, in some synchronistic way became the number of perfect balance alphabetically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's almost like, that's almost like a biblical truth in a way. It shows like a synchronicity of the past to the future, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, I think that, you know, the very so, first um, time, the, the, the first most, time you the, see it the, in the Bible is, you know, you got Noah and the flood, right? The 40 days and 40 nights of the rain. And, you know, the, the future is, you know, him and yeah. his family living on to survive in the past is the world being destroyed. And then also, you know, Jesus 40 days uh, in the wilderness being tempted by Satan, same kind of thing. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, I guess, uh, the, the last image I sent you, um, on the, uh, I think it should be at the very bottom. Is it this yeah, one here? Uh, that one right there. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's basically the same thing, right? The, the five, the, you know, but what I did is I basically showed that, that it branches out perfectly and will just continue on like that, that, that block is essentially this is the numerical version of the flower of life it will just from that initial bloom it will expand on and on forever it is you know it so here goes that's the thing with just the numbers themselves and doing nothing but looking within uh we've we've realized this connectivity that it it, it will create this block of you know sequences that will just continue on forever and just show the connectivity of the you know the universe you know and the force i guess you could say <laughs> yeah yeah this is so this we're is just that one little we're that 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 block yeah yeah it's 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 very interesting and i will say for for anybody that's only listening to the audio portion of this um i'll put links to some of ron's images he has on instagram and I'll put links to the video versions of this because some of the stuff you really need to see to kind of understand how it all works out well together. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's really it's really fascinating stuff. And, and I think this is, you know, uh, I think more than the gematria stuff, which is kind of taking all the sums of all the numbers of all these words and adding them up and coming to conclusions. I think this is um, in a way more simplistic, but I think it makes a lot more sense logically right because um because of what you're talking about there's the that that 10 digit spread and the zero and the nine and it always comes back together to equal certain numbers of significance so i think uh i think what you've been putting together is really amazing and and um uh it's it's just um uh no, I'm, I'm sorry, I got lost in thought. But, oh yeah, I was just saying, like, um, you know, it just shows like, uh, and oh, you like, oh yeah, I know what I was gonna say. With the gematria stuff, sometimes you can give the numbers stories. What I did is, what I'm trying to do is basically let the numbers tell you their story. I'm just letting the numbers say what they're, you know. I'm not, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of patterning and stuff like that, but. This is basically like no matter what the symbols, uh, these digits are Hindu Arabic. You know, there's Roman numerals, Egyptian numerals. No matter the numeral, the result is going to be the same. You know, uh, you can do it with any numeral system. 
it's going to break out just like this. Uh, it might look a little bit different, but it's <laughs> <the sequence laughs> be the same. But uh, but that just but to go into more of a nature thing, I guess if you want to go back to the top, I guess. Um, so, um, for instance, like that right there, yeah. Uh, that's um, this is showing how like no, the numbers right are basically like one, you know, because it's the only thing that's true, even in the dream world, no matter how how fantastical and uh, imaginative the dream world is, it's still under the effects of mathematics and this law that's bound. So here you have the, the nucleus, which would represent the five nines, since the nucleus is kind of like the accumulation of, of everything, you know, of the, the um, but uh, the, so the proton, you know, positive, of course, you know, would represent the pos positive energy electron would represent the negative energy and the neutron is uh, neutral so that would represent the, the five zeros and um so this kind of shows that even at the atomic level uh there's action right nothing is ever completely still um there's always some sort of continuous motion constantly going on that never ceases it's this dance of energies that just goes on and on to the end of time, you know, time or the physical universe would have to literally cease to exist for this dance to end. You'd have to, you know, it's the only way this dance party would end essentially. Yeah. yeah and, and Yoda, Yoda does say, he says, you know, always in motion is, is the force in, in the future. So to your point, yeah. Oh, well, um, I guess, I guess is there another uh, image? Let's see here. Oh, the yeah. Well, and you have some, and you have some kind of Star Wars images in here too, right? You know the uh, the oh, yeah. um, you know the the Republic, you know the Rebellion versus the Empire, right? That is definitely your your yin and yang. It's a it's a complete you know positive and a complete negative. You know, at least in the original trilogy they portrayed that as, you know, the absolute good and the absolute bad, um, which was a, a, an important point. But, you know, as the series gone on, you know, it's, there's definitely a lot more gray mixed in there. Um, but, you know, one thing I want to show you um, that, that I had kind of noticed on the, um, and I threw this one in here. So the, um, the Galactic Republic, I'm sorry, the Galactic Empire flag here. So it's very iconic, <laughs> right? Um, but if you look at it, um, it's really one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's really three, it's three sec sections of sixes, right? So you have these spires in the middle here, in the, in the middle, then these spires up here, and then mm -hmm. this connective tissue. So like, it's really a six, 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 if you think about it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, um, that, uh. That also goes in with uh, the TIE fighter wings. Um, it's also a pencil, pence, uh, the, uh, you know, the hexagram, you know, six, you know, you have the, the whole six pointed star, you know, mm -hmm. so you have two six pointed stars on each side. <laughs> um, it's literally flying around with six, six, six as wings. 
<laughs> yeah, and even in um even in the on the Death Star and the Death I don't have a picture of it handy, but in the Death Star corridors, all of the doors are at sixes and, and all the walls are at, you know, sixes as well. So it's definitely they were they were laying it on pretty thick to let you know what oh, these okay. people were about. <laughs> but, Interesting. Um... Let me see what else we have here. Yeah, dude, this is um, this has been really, really uh, fascinating. How how you're able to tie all this stuff together? You know, it, it's it's something that you know, like like you said, you know, about that girl in your class. She's like, well, I'm not really into numbers. You know, a lot of people aren't really into numbers. You know, I'm a big numbers guy because it's like you know what I do for my job. I'm looking at numbers all the time. But I think it is important to understand that there is. A, a real logical sense sense to that and, and to kind of one of your earlier points you know some of this shows that this universe is not by accident it's it's not a mistake it's not just dropping a bunch of dice and everything is magically come up and come up um into this world that we have there's definitely an an intelligent design behind it and people who are are opposed to that really believe in astronomical probabilities that are, you know, mathematically impossible. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. De definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I guess I kind of, I guess, sorry. I guess, I guess you're asking me a question. I didn't know. <laughs> no. Uh, go. oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's all, it's all good. Well, Hey, um, Thank you so much for for hanging out with me tonight. Um, like I said, if, if anybody's listening to the audio only version, I'll post um, the information up there for you to check out Ron's stuff and to to view some of these images because some of it you really need to see to uh, to get the greater context. So, um, Ron, where can people find you on a uh, social media to find out more about what you're up to? Oh, um, if it's okay, man, I was gonna break down uh, uh, one more thing. I want to show you about that number block, but you don't have oh, to yeah. bring up any images, but. So uh, you, we can see this as uh, Anakin Skywalker, right? He would be the uh, initially in the end, you know, despite what all the horrible things he did, would be would be like the five nines, right? Maybe he came to terms and found, you know, he fulfilled his destiny, right? And you know, but um, then you have the nine seven five three one that would be Luke. Then you have the zero two four six eight that would be uh, Leia. And then you would have the uh, uh, five zeros that would represent, you know, the dark side of the force that was tethering him. So it, it's like that kind of like it's blending in how that kind of shows. You could also say like the five nines is the uh, the light side of the force. The five zeros is the dark side of the force. The nine seven five three one that's the Jedi. The zero two four six eight that's the Sith, more connected to that darker energy. But at the same time, we're all one. We're still interlinking, you know. No matter how separate we may seem, we're still interlinked together. But right, uh, yeah, and and some of those digits are very. Any of those series of digits are close to either end of the spectrum, and so it kind of shows like any of us could go either way. Oh, definitely, yeah. You can go either way, and it's always you have to constantly either be striving to progress and go forward, or you're just going to get tethered down and, and never, you know, succeed, you know, or not necessarily su never succeed, but you're just stuck in that loop, 
And that, I, that's what the dark side is. It keeps you in loops while the for, the light side of the force is true. The true nature of the force wants you to grow and evolve. Right. I right. believe. So, uh, but I'm a uh, Ron at the uh, Imaginarium of Thought. And I don't talk about any of this stuff on my podcast. <laughs> it's, you know, this is kind of like, because of how I learned it and stuff like that, you know, I want this to be like the Jedi, you know, I, that's why I'm glad I get to talk to you and everything like that. I love your show and the content and stuff like that. And uh, so living that kind of Jedi way, but not being so dogmatic as they are, but, you know, share, sharing the knowledge instead of keep keeping it, you know. Like, I guess I'm being more of like a gray Jedi. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Maybe, maybe, yeah, the Jedi would be like, the Jedi Order would be like, no, this knowledge can't be given to the regular people. You know, <laughs> whatever. We have to keep this knowledge secret. Yeah. You know, you know, the more I'm looking at it, you know, the Jedi and, you know, the Freemasons had some, some kind of interconnectivity, you know, the, Freemasons have those different trials you need to do to get up to different levels. The Jedi have different trials you need to do to get to a Jedi Knight. So it's kind of like, 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 like you mentioned, they, they kind of got a little too dogmatic in some of those prequel movies and were really focused on, on themselves uh, versus kind of what was going on in the galaxy. So I think there's some connectivity there. And it shows how even though at the core you have uh, your for the light side of the force, you can still benefit the dark side through ego right. and actions like they did. Right. But yeah, right. man. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on and, and letting me talk to you and stuff. And I hope your audience, uh, you know, enjoyed that and are able to see numbers in a new light. They're not just symbols, they're energies, you know? Right. Right. They are. It, it's, it's important. It's important stuff. All right. Well, Ron, thank you again for, for joining me. Thank you everybody for tuning in uh, to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. Um, God bless and may the force be with you.